best buddy. Hey, best buddy. How are you? A little bit of, you know, life happens, man. Ins and outs, you know. Ins and outs, what, what, what have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but we got the two for, like, this. these these are two consequential episodes. It was so on I purpose. All right. It was on purpose. So we have uh, episode, so this is season two, the final two episodes, uh, number 21, which is Kara Kirk, who was number 55. Yeah. And then number twenty, uh, episode twenty-two, which was Tom Connolly, who was number eleven. Tom Connolly was originally supposed to be named Masha Rostova, um, and then it was renamed Tom Connolly, which is a better title for it. Uh, yeah. Because why would Lizzie be on the blacklist? You idiot. Yeah. Although, 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 you know, they're the task force is chasing Masha Rostova. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I thought it was cool that it was Tom Connolly. Yeah. So you the could first, say that. First you could half, say Agent Keen's got ghost protocol. Like she's got ghost. She's a she's ghost ghosted now. Out of it. She's ghosted. She's ghost. She's a ghost agent Keen. Ghost agent Keen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so figure which I well no this is complete non sequitur so I won't bring it up. Never mind. No, bring it up. This is. I was going to talk about the virtues. I read an article about the virtues of ghosting. At parties, um, let's. Um, I do it because I'm. A, I don't think it's a virtue. I think it's cowardice, and I do it. But it is cowardice. It's not wanting to make a big deal out of it, and not wanting to say bye to people. What? Tell, uh, tell me about this article, Levi. Go ahead. Proceed. It was a while ago, but basically they're saying, you know, like there's a. They at first they described like a. They had like um. Uh, a taxonomy of ghosting, you know. There's and also the... a taxonomy. Yeah, sure. That tax taxonomy. 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 It's a frequent problem. I for apologize, me. Levi. That was really rude of me. No, don't worry. Um, but they were describing all these different ways of ghosting. They're like, you don't need to make it. Like, if you're at, especially, it depends on the party. But if it's like your friend's party and they, it's all about your friend, like when you leave you're making you're taking attention away from them and you're interrupting conversations and say hey sorry 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 to interrupt yep yep excuse you're me sorry to interrupt i'm just i'm going oh okay thanks yeah, yeah thanks for coming yeah you make it about your yeah that's a good point um so they were it was like talking about but then it was talking about all the different kinds like the appear and then 15 minutes later ghost mm. or the um the one I kind of liked was the warn your friend ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to come to your party. Uh, really looking forward to it. Just so you know, I'm going to ghost. Yeah. You know. Um, so I thought that was cool. But anyway, I don't know why I thought of it. But do you remember at Mike's bachelor party, we were talking about, I was, I was holding forth about this very topic. And one of Mike's kind of quiet friends, we're all in a hotel room, like drinking, like post gaming, you know, out at the bars. And I was talking about this. And then all of a sudden we're like, hey, where's Steve? Mm -hmm. And he just like, he just left. That was a fancy ass hotel. It was a fancy hotel. One of those ones where the shower goes in, comes from two different ways. Mm hmm. Oh, that was nice. Mm hmm. Great hotel. Downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Very fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know why. Downtown I Minneapolis that, but... is nicer than downtown Chicago in that the buildings are new. 
It doesn't smell like pee. Doesn't smell like pee, and your your the chairs, the desk chairs, don't roll toward the center of the room because it's an old building. <laughs> I say this. I'm generalizing based on my experience in one based on your building. Experience in one building. Yeah. No. I love Minneapolis. Minneapolis is the bomb. It's so great. It's a it's a great city. It is. Uh, like, were you you weren't there? You you haven't seen um, Aunt and Uncle Dave and Kathy's condo there. No. Yeah, it's pretty had fucking. A condo there. It's pretty fucking sweet. Um, yeah, they have a condo there that they um, I was there for Thanksgiving one year. Um, and it's above Acme Comedy Club, kind of, like it's on the same street, and like it's in this old building that used to be a factory and shit, and it's really it's pretty swanky. Hey, let's discuss offline to see if next Friday night or next Thursday night we can. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk, let's discuss that offline. Let's take this yeah. offline. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Later. Not now. Let's talk about it later. Let's talk. About but like later. later, we'll talk about like. I'll 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 talk to I'll I'll check to see if Dave and Kathy will let us stay in the place yeah. next Thursday night. Yeah. But, but we'll 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 talk about this offline. Let's talk about it offline. So okay. offline, what we'll do is we'll arrange for you to chat with them about potentially using their condo rather than getting a hotel. And yeah, and sounds good. But yeah, let's we'll make sure to do it offline after. so yeah. it doesn't so it doesn't interrupt the podcast. Right, so. right, right, right. We don't want to do um. So okay. Oh uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll shelf that topic. We'll shelf. Okay, it's a good thing that we did that. Yeah. Um. So like. Yeah, we'll we'll just talk about it later. I don't want to interrupt the podcast. No, I don't either. Um. No, this no, that's a good plan. Like I was gonna try to talk about it now. I'm glad we didn't. No, me neither. Me also, all too. Um <laughs> So we've got um so character we got okay, so we got a thing where um these two episodes in these two episodes this guy uh it's this special fancy scientific genetically like boutique kind of artisan uh locally sourced uh free range virus yeah, thing that you can tailor make to is working with the virology. virology yeah, it's right? it's uh these are bespoke viruses. Sorry, I keep muting because I'm coughing. I've got a cough. No problem. No problem. Um, but um, yeah. So they um, so but but so so they, they thought it was going to be transferred. We all saw the show. We don't need to go through it. But like, so the it was a complex way of like a big roundabout way of framing Lizzie. Um. Yeah, you know, and Tom, yeah, yeah, Tom Connolly, mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah. Totally played him. Totally there, should be played two him. Tom, there shouldn't be two Toms for one thing. I'm, yeah, that's Now there's good. not, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, for those of you who weren't planning on listening to the second half of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but he played them, first of all, like, them going to the train station, yeah, it's foreseeable because they... You know he's got Cooper in a in a hard place. Yeah, but well, then it doesn't even have cancer. That blew my mind. Yeah, but he totally played Cooper the second the, time the, around the, when the he knew, knew you, Cooper that is was the worst was thing you could, That is the shit that he put Cooper through psychologically. Yeah, if I were Cooper, I would have shot him myself. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Oh, but so that second, this so the first gambit where he sends, he gets Cooper to send them to. Uh, Union Station or whatever. Sure. Totally foreseeable. Well played, but like, you know, a classic like a double, uh, you know, a double misdirection. First, like he sends them off on the wrong scent, but then he sends a, it, but sends them directly where he wants them to to infect Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second, but the second one, he anticipates that Cooper is is going to going to try and bust this up. So Cooper's telling him to call it off. He's counting on Cooper telling him to count it, call it off and Cooper sending in his troops. Mm-hmm. And he's counting on Lizzie. He's counting on Cooper picking up his very subtle hint about it being a reporter and alerting Lizzie to it to like go and and barge in. Yeah, and, that's a deep cut. Him. That's some like sting. Like the sting. Yeah. Level. Really deep, yeah. And he's counting on them tracking down, like they track down who the person was. Because if they, so, so if if the task force had been or the task team or whatever it's called, 
had been incompetent and not tracked it down to that one senator, it it, it would all would have fallen apart. Like you would have had to like drop some more clues or something. Yeah. But the yeah. Anyway, the idea of engineering an innocuous virus to um, kill just one person mm-hmm. is actually pretty, pretty, pretty. If it were possible, pretty smart, right? It is, but I feel like it would be super expensive. Like there's got to yeah, be a better, easier yeah, way. Yeah. There are probably easier ways you can and because because then because then everyone can be infected. Like Lizzie theoretically is infected; she's just a, mm-hmm. a non-symptomatic carrier. Right. Yeah. And then she passes it to pass it along to him. She can't. In bang, a, she probably shouldn't like bang any of the senator's family. Yeah, just in case. Like they might get a little sick. Yeah. A little sick. Or yeah. touch them even. Yeah. You know, or bang them or touch them. Bang them anywhere or touch really, anywhere really in that spectrum. In that whole spectrum. Touching and banging. Between touching and banging. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere along this. What spectrum. if it turns out that Jacob slash Tom was related to the senator because they Ooh. banged? Oh, can we? Can I just cut to that and say that that was a really well shot scene? Oh yeah. Like they're talking and then cut to, and then I was like, "Is this because they're having sex in their heads?" And then I was like, oh. "Okay, they're doing it." They're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what I was thinking the whole time. Hmm. What scene it reminded me of? Hmm. Because of the lighting and the silhouettes and just the way it was shot. Take my breath, breath away. away. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was that was a that was a that, that was a Top Gun. Yeah, it was a Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. The the, um, the, the 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 movie that was based on that video game Need for Speed. Really? No. Um. I have a need, a need for speed. Yep. Uh. So yeah, the idea of yeah. I remember watching that, and that was, I remember watching that, and that was the first time I'd ever heard, like, in a movie, someone say asshole. Ah, get this asshole off me! And you're like, and and mom's like, Jim, why are you letting them watch this? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, so, oh, yeah, so that idea of, like, having a virus that just... You're dead. You don't think when you're up there. If you think you're dead, that's the stupid. Those are stupid words to say, Tom Cruise. Very stupid words to say. Tom Cruise is a little immature in that movie. He's talented, but he's reckless. He's reckless. It's, he's reckless. And I would, <laughs> I, we could say that that this is the case about his character, but no, it's him. It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yep. Very reckless. What I liked when they did that, he flew upside down above that Meg and like get flipped him the bird and stuff. I was like, yeah, ah, take picture. that, yeah, take that, you, you, you silly. Because uh... this was during Cold War when all we did was like scare each other and not do anything about it. Yeah, we'd be like ping, we'd boo. ping, we'd like we'd be like boo, or like in in our in our submarines we'd like ping them with our radio radar to be like, ha. So, yeah, I, that could have been a torpedo. We'd be it's like counting coup. Yeah, if I were, if we were, if we were really at war, you'd be dead now. Yeah, nah, nah. I have a force field. We spent so much money to play yeah. ta- to play to count coup with the to, Russians. Yeah, to play tag or yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah, we should have spent. I mean, we did go to space. That was cool. That was cool. It sent us to space. That was good. I mean, some people could argue that that's not the best use of um, money, but like, it is science and learning, and so uh... you know, and the, actually, the spinoffs of that push for for to go to space have created so many both private sector type of innovations that have helped the economy, sure. as well as like public good type of things that they've discovered. Yeah. And more. Plus, we need to keep pushing out to space because we are going to demolish this planet. Sure. And we need to have another option. Yep. Solar wind. We need a our or, solar sails or ionic and... accelerator. I think ionic accelerator because solar sails are way too big. What are you going to run into? You're flying through empty space. Uh, duh. Uh, other spaceships. Other spaceships. <laughs> Although I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, we were on a walk 
a coworker, lunchtime walk. It was me, my intern, and a co another coworker. My intern. Yeah. Me and two other coworkers. Your intern. Okay. Okay, Bill. Mr. Uh, Mr. Clinton. That's right. Uh, so we were talking about like space exploration and that sort of thing, and and the interns, this guy who just graduated from college, is in kind of into sci-fi stuff. So he's talking about these different options. Like, do you do the generation ship, or do you do the deep freeze uh, cryo type of... Both options were... Uh, what's that short story that's really good? That that was... Both... I actually mentioned your short story in our conversation. Uh, uh, the, the Keepers. The yeah. Keepers. Yeah. I, mentioned, I mentioned the Keepers concept, and he thought that was really smart. I so, need to find that. You need to find that. Um, so anyway, we were talking about that. Uh, and by... And my coworker, who's kind of an environmentalist, is like, why? She's like, because he was also talking about, well, you know, there's also the idea of seeding the universe with our genetic material, so that stuff will. She's like, why? What have we? Yeah, what... that's not that's that's really cocky of us. Why are why? Why do we owe the universe our continued survival throughout the universe? Yeah. If we if we can't if we can't handle it on Earth, mm -hmm. do we? That's a good point. Are we really gonna go out to the cosmos and not handle it everywhere That's else? That's a really too? good point. That's a really good point. Um. Yeah, this has all happened before. This will all happen again. So say we all. Mm-hmm. So say we all. Once we're just one solar flare away from. Yeah, I don't know. I read that in an article like last week. Because because you get really cocky about it because you're like we have four because 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 we have four and a half billion years until the sun destroys kills us, but then I forget about those random little shits that happen. Yeah, like the dinosaur thing. Like, um, some there's now now someone was thinking that maybe instead of you know because there's all these different theories about the dinosaur thing. And what yeah. now? Now one of them was uh, it was just a little solar flare that came and burned up the atmosphere. Everyone dies. Poof. I mean, or, the, or that it could have been maybe not the dinosaurs, but one of the major extinctions in our Earth's history. Yeah. yeah you can't really recover from no. But it's atmosphere. like it's 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 like um it's like burning um the undergrowth in a forest so that it's not a forest fire later. Yeah. It's like nature's controlled burn. Nature's controlled uh, burn. Solar flare gets purpose. rid of. Except solar players. It's not at all what I was just saying. That it's not at all nature's. It's God, it's God's controlled yep. burn. Mm -hmm. Maybe the it's flood. Like a, spoken the flood of, was a was a controlled was a solar burn. flare. Yeah. It's a controlled burn solar flare flood. Of doom. Yeah. Of doom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're probably like, you know, there's there's the there's the chance that sometime in the next million years there will be a natural catastrophe um, but I think there's probably a greater chance sometime in the next 200 years that there's a human made catastrophe so yeah. I don't know as so long anyway. as like, like I feel like as long as like um, I invent an instrument and then become the world's best player of that instrument and then before civilization ends, then I'll have been the greatest human to ever play the wookity boo, you know. Oh, we've got a frozen uh, internet problem. There we go. We got a frozen internet. Okay, it's done. We were frozen it's, first. Okay, I wasn't making a good point anyway. So Red Reddington. Yeah, we're talking about Red Reddington, and uh, he. Uh, so. Lizzie gets some of her memory back, which is way less interesting than I thought it would be. Oh, are we talking about the last episode? We she finds out how. Oh, her... are we still talking about Kara Kurt? We can still talk about Kara Kurt. No, oh, Kara Kurt. Yeah, I was talking so about the whole framed, thing as a whole. She's framed up. Yeah, well, let's talk talk it all, all at one. Lizzie starts the memories start coming back, and her dad. We realize her, her, how selfless her biological father, being. Her biological father was abusive, and that's why she shot him. Um, and she's, and so he wants, he blocked out her memory so that she wouldn't remember that. And that's way less interesting to me. I mean, it is. Then. Yeah. There's some super secret fulcrum related shit, you know? Yeah. Or that, 
the, the, the whole mystery of whether Red was her father or Red killed her father or Red was her father's friend or Red was her father's enemy. Yeah. Well, we still don't know where Red stood with regard to yeah. her father. I don't think he had high regard for her father, actually. Yeah. I remember there's some lines in previous episodes that he was kind of worthless. Yeah. But uh, we'll, maybe we'll find out Red was in love with, with Mama. Could Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Red is maybe Red is really Lizzie's dad though. Yeah, maybe maybe she's still like yeah, it's still a possibility. They've left that door open. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of it might be a kindness to block a child's memory of killing a parent. I think it is, even if that parent is the, like, yeah. Even if even if the the even if the fight that she shot him in was a part of a systemic pattern of like domestic violence and and dad making life miserable and maybe even deserved it but you don't want to carry that with you as a you know you know who does remember you know who does remember killing his dad um as a way to prevent domestic violence wilson fisk and he became the kingpin in the daredevil show on oh. original series on Netflix and the comics, of course, but uh, played by Vincent in the, movie? Do- in the sh- TV show on Netflix. I don't know. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio in the show. Yeah. Really? Oh wow! He I does a fantastic. He does a show. fantastic job. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Well, the, I'm spoiling the TV show, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, just fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But okay, so as a child, he murdered his dad because his dad was beating up on his mom. He murdered his dad mm. with a hammer. Ooh, brutal. Yeah. It's hammer time. That's what he said. He didn't say that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but they time. really humanized Kingpin in the com in the in the show, apparently versus the comics. I haven't read the comics, but like people are like, Wow, 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 wow. So the 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 Devil, Devil, Devil show is a pretty good show. And um if you want, listeners, to hear the uh theme song with lyrics um, do a search for Nate Bjork Daredevil on YouTube, and I recorded lyrics to that theme song. Okay, so okay, so we've got the the culmination of the showdown with Tom Connolly, smiling Tom, smiling Tom Connolly. We find out that Cooper has been lied to. Yep. Um. Oh, and Lizzie Lizzie has an offer from Tom Keen to just run away from it all. Yeah. And she was going to. Yep. After their after their take my breath away Way. moment, yep. um, she was totally going to, and then she's like, "Oh, I forgot I had a, I, I had a flash drive in my pocket. Let me see what that's all about." And then she sees all the crap about um, about Cooper, and she's like, "I can't walk yep. away from this. I just can't. I just can't. I mm-hmm. can't do it. I can't do it." What happened to do no harm, Doctor Guy who broke? I know. It's just like Dune, man. Yeah. Just like Dune. Yeah. It's the doctor who betrays them in Dune. It's been a while since I've read Dune. I'll reread it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, good reading it, but I feel I don't feel like super strong about it. Yeah. You know. I was obsessed about that show for a while. I did a show about that book for a it while. It was really good. Like I was like, I'm never gonna drink too much water again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be water fat. Yep. Uh, so, but okay, so. so like Lizzie in Mad is, Max, when they uh, in Fury Road. When I haven't he, watched it. Yeah, that's right. You have a child. And he pees in his own mouth to drink the water. What if know. that happened? No, there's this one part where um, they uh, strap Max to the front of this thing. This so this guy is sick. This one, this one bad guy is sick. And so he's getting, and he finds that they, they capture Mad Max, and he's got a uh, typo negative or whatever, so he's a universal donor. So he just straps him to the front of his car with the with a tube going from him to him, because he wants to go on this trip, on this drive, this mission, but he, he has to bring his blood bag along with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So after he sucks this guy's blood out, then they fight and stuff. It's crazy. Poor Max. Mm-hmm. He's mad. I, I can see why now. There's muties in it. They don't call them muties. They're totally muties. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit uh, incongru- 
inconvenient truthy a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. So. Sorry, good. Let's get back into this. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to remember how we, what, where we. Anyway, so, uh, so the doctor, so Cooper confronts the doctor. Meanwhile, they go to confront Tom and. Tom Connolly. Tom Keen has, by this point, said, peace out, yo. Yeah. Uh, I'm riding off into the sunset. They go to confront Tom Connolly, and he and Lizzie, uh, he's got everything figured out. He's got an answer to everything, except for Liz Keen's bullet. And yep. so she shoots him. Um, she only shot him once, and I wish she would have shot him again. Yeah. One, I bullet's wish they not, one bullet is not that... Because, you know, they're not... You know, I'm sure I'm going to talk out of my ass for a minute. It's You know she's not pulling... Like, it's not a, like a fucking... Hollow point, right. full metal jacket, whatever. Yeah. Fancy bullet. Yeah. But I suppose if you hit the target, you hit the target. Like, if it hits the heart, for She instance, did hit center of mass. So, but, but I don't know anything. Um, I don't either. I don't either. I'm just trying to sound smart. But, but uh, okay, so she shoots him. I just kind of wish they had, like, you know, maybe manhandled him into a slightly more private area. Yeah. Um, where Kaplan could have, uh, you know, done her magic, done her magic. And, and just made him disappear. But no such luck. She pulls her gun. Did you see? I, it was good. That was good extra acting. When she pulled the gun out, there was, like, they didn't make a huge scene out of it, but all the people in the background like got the hell out of there. Oh, yeah, this, that's it, a great point. Yeah, I would get the hell out of there. Yeah. Like I like to think I'd be a hero. No, but I got kids, <laughs> I got kids man. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of this guy who like went in to the city council meeting to protest, and it was captured on like film because it was. They filmed the city council meeting. Whatever. Anyways, he goes in there and he grabs a can of spray paint and he sprays a V like for vendetta on the wall. Then he pulls a gun out, point blank range, and shoots it at these like city council dudes and misses them. And then they, oh, wow. and then they like tackle him or something. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious because he like paints the V on the thing and they're like, "What are you doing?" That like they were like doing that. Like he's trying to make this huge big point. Yeah. No. V, what, like, what's the next letter? What are you we're gonna write next? <laughs> okay, part of a star. So then, wrestler is now the director of the task force. Good for him. Yeah, but I liked seeing Cooper and Red working together. That was kind of cute. Oh yeah, the when Cooper approached Red and is like, "I got something to tell you." Mm -hmm. They've got that, and then they're on the same team. They've really come around. Mm-hmm. Remember when Coop and Red used to like be like arch enemies? Yeah. Cooper's like, I'm just gonna put up with you, and now Cooper's like, I need your help, Red. Yeah. I need you now. You're my only hope. Um. What else do we have about this, Levi? Uh. Okay. So. So Red is facilitating then Lizzie's extraction. And so Red doesn't just pick her up in his car. Like, he says goodbye to Dembe. And, like, I felt like that was a goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, like, like what is that? We're, like, not seeing you for a while or ever. Yeah. Um, um, which, which makes me wonder what he's got in mind. Because, like, Dembe, like, has been in hiding with him and, like, around the world with him. So where's Red going? Yeah. Um, or is he, like, going to assign Dembe to Liz? But Red... But Dembe Red leaves... Cool. Yeah, because Dembe leaves Red and Liz. Yeah. So, but Red has an extraction plan. It's kind of... I wonder if it's, uh, like, a, like, a little bit of um, uh, Breaking Bad-esque, you know, like... 
we I, he has somebody on on retainer who will come and pick him up and make him disappear. He does have all those people, everyone he mm-hmm. needs to do anything. So all he has to do is come up with a plan, and then it's the logistics get figured out. Yeah, he just has to hit a speed dial. Yeah, and um, so yeah, so meanwhile, uh, Tom Keen rides off. Oh, by the way, did you notice that halfway through he got his tattoo removed? I did, and they he did had make a red it, mark. They, they, they did, they, and they, they didn't make a mark. huge deal about it either. That's what I was so happy about that. That was like, really I, nice. There wasn't like, oh, I noticed you got it lasered off. Yeah, yeah, it really hurt. Yeah, you know, none of that. It's just like it was gone, but it wasn't yeah. like, but it wasn't disappeared. It was like a red mark. Yeah, it was gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. Did I tell you? I think I feel like I've probably told you on another podcast about this show I watched called Erasing Hate, about a guy with racist tattoos all over his face, and the show is about him getting them lasered off. Extremely painful. I feel like we should have talked about it, but I don't think we have. Extremely painful. Yeah. It's like the, um... Yeah. It's like that character in... It's like that... It's, sorry, it's like that character in um, uh, Banshee. I already talked about. We're, we don't need to talk about Banshee. Okay, what else? What else in this? Liz, why is uh, Lizzie on FBI's ten most wanted list? Because she shot the Attorney General of the United States of America. Oh, right. That's why I think she is. Yeah, no, that's why. You're right. No, you're right. I forgot about that part. That's my assumption. And but then like. And this is why I think... Because if it was just for for poisoning a senator... This is why I think, like, it was... They were going to call it Masha or whatever her name is. Yeah. Mitzi. Um, Masha Rostova. uh, Because it ends with Wrestler putting her picture up on the the glass board. Yeah. I'd like to see her shoot someone and then go, Das Vidanya. Yeah. So, this this is one of these aspects of it that may, that reminds me of um, of Alias. Okay. Like there are certain elements of this this whole show that remind me of Alias. Mm-hmm. This is one of those aspects because in Alias, Jennifer Garner, which is the name of the character as well as the name of the actress. Yeah. No, I thought her name was uh, Alias. Well, Alias is her alias. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, glad we're clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jennifer Garner, aka Alias, is the daughter of like a U.S. spy and a Russian spy. Like, and and I feel like it's been years since I watched it, but there's like this whole whole tension between her her American spy father and her Russian spy mother, and mother's kind of a bad guy or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. I think you're still on mute. It used to be your favorite show, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was still on mute. Cause if I, I've been hitting mute to cough. And we all thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that's that. I don't know why that just reminded me of it. That she had a spy mother. Did her mother die? We Do we know, know for sure that her know. mother's... We don't know. I feel like Contra- that could be a I feel like Katarina Rostova... Went to, okay, so her so but, but we know that both of her parents worked in foreign intelligence. What did her dad do? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, her mother could because they because nobody believed her mother existed. Mm-hmm. Probably know she's not dead. Yeah. You know the greatest thing the devil did was convince the world he didn't exist. Kaiser so say. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Walk with a limp and then stop walking with a limp. Yeah, that's the yep. last part of that. Quote. Have that moment to have that moment of realization and drop drop your coffee cup drop on the ground. Drop your coffee cup and see a fat guy on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yep. That's from Alias as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. We're talking about these are all Alias references. A lot of Alias references. Yeah, yeah. Um. Jennifer Connelly so played was... was in uh was in uh. The Daredevil movie, Jennifer Garner, yeah, but that's the one I met. Tom Connolly. Tom Connolly this is the name of the episode. Jennifer Connolly was in, uh, fucking was in the Rocketeer. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Trent has that, I think. Remember, we used to have that on cassette tape, I love, like on a video cassette. We, I love that movie. Great movie. It's so fun. Really great. It's fun for the kids. Fun for the whole family, really. Mm-hmm. I remember that my favorite line in that, and I remembered it for years and years. Like 20 years later, I watched the thing again, and I still remember, I may not make an honest buck, but I ain't working for no two-bit Nazi. Yeah. That's when the mafia guy finds out that Neville Sinclair is a Nazi. Oh, yeah. You know? That's when, that's Spoiler when alert to the uh, people who have... Neville Sinclair is a Nazi. Not just a charming actor. Not just a charming actor. I did not see that coming. Let's, um... Let's... What else do we have to talk about with these episodes? It's kind of hard to talk about two episodes at once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing, except that it was a... I found it to be a satisfying season finale. I did too. I did too. And I, it, it sets up for like a, it sets up a really interesting. I was talking to Trent about this last night. Um, I like that they didn't go too bananas crazy until later in the, in the yeah. season. Like, they just like, if they went too crazy with the with the plot early on, it would be like okay. But, you know, they had the monster of the week for the first uh, season. Second season, yeah. they start working on this like con- this arching, overarching yep. kind of thing, and mm-hmm. um, <coughs> excuse me, um, and um, now it looks like they're going to open it up for uh, Lizzie being kind of like a like a little bit like on the lamb as well. I would like them to spend at least five episodes of next season with her being on the lamb and with wrestler hunting her, just yeah. just so we can. Yeah, don't resolve it in the first episode. Like, have wrestle, Wrestler be on the hunt while Lizzie's trying to clear her name, and Wrestler slowly realizes over the course of five to six episodes that Lizzie is truly innocent, and he has to, like, help her clear herself and, and so they can go after the, the cabal together. That's my idea. Mm-hmm. But if, I'll be pissed if it's, like, a montage at the beginning, and then it's like... Welcome back, Lizzie. Sorry we ever doubted you. Good to be back. She walks in, everyone. There's a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Lizzie. It's a fucking cake. Um, I thought uh, What's-Her-Face would be more helpful uh, in getting Lizzie out. Um, oh, yeah. But she, she's getting... Uh... Okay, anyways... We've got an email. Yeah, because she's she's Red's she's Red's agent on the inside. Yeah, like, she is Red's agent on the inside. I totally assumed like she would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who who emailed us? We had an email from Cassie, and this one's from last week. Hey, Cassie. It's from last week. Um. She says so. This is um. Here we go. Uh. The the. Subject line says, oh, and if you want to be like Cassie and send us an email, send it to BjorkBrothers at gmail.com. Right? BjorkBrothers at gmail.com. That's right. Subject line, moral of the story, don't sign petitions. I think that's right. It'll kill you. Yeah, it'll kill you. (sighs) Drinking a little bit of wine here. Um, You uh, You know how you impress a law student? Say, Oh, yeah, we need to fix section 202.1. Yeah. She says, Hi, guys, Cassie M. here with a long-ass email, so brace yourselves. This is regarding The Blacklist, season 2, episode 221. Episode 21. 21. Karakurt. So here are my thoughts that I jotted down as I drank my evening aperitif, which was vodka and tonic. And Mm. no, there was no dinner afterwards, so basically it was just me getting drunk. Nothing wrong with that. One, poor Jacob. Yes, I'm referring to him as Jacob because I'm really pulling for him to change and be the man Lizzie can love again. And didn't he ask her to call him Jacob at one point? He did. Okay, back to Lizzie. I love how he got her order perfectly right. She had just finished saying, you obviously don't know me, but he clearly does. It was his job to know her, but still. Two, once again, a phone was used to set off an explosion. They can retire this trick now. Three, uh, poor Lizzie, so close to getting the answers about her mom before the entire building went kaboom. Four, 
He he was tighter than my first wife. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, then she said, "Need I say more?" Hot. The interrogator said that to Red. Remember that, Levi? Yeah, that's funny. I like that old. We never talked about that. The old guy with the old guy interrogator with the oxygen with the tank. oxygen tank, and he was oh so great. I, okay, I, so I need I five need, feet need, of rubber hose and uh, blah, 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 blah. and a kilo and a kilo of uh, of dry ice. I feel like it had something to do with his butt. Really, I didn't think of that. I was thinking like, what is the rubber? I thought the rubber hose would be like tie off limbs. I, oh, but, tie off limbs and freeze things. Yeah, might be butt stuff. It's that because when you get a colonoscopy, that's usually five feet of hose. Because tighter right? than my first wife, I thought he was using that as a metaphor for not telling stories. No doubt. No, that's what I think too. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I don't think he was referring to his his butt tightness. Yeah. Alright. Five. I want Connolly dead, and I want Harold to do it. Well. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Cassie. He didn't do it. He should have. He should have done it. Yep. Six. Lizzie's like a Timex this week. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Two body and head blows this episode. She has to have a concussion. Uh, yeah, that's true. Seven. Like, if you get knocked unconscious, it's probably a concussion. Right? I'm not a medical person. Even briefly, even briefly, probably a, a mild concussion. Let's just go with that. I think just you're being really that. liberal with the diagnosis there, Levi. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, seven. Glasnost and perestroika. Haven't heard those terms in a very long time. Shout out to Dr. Reed, my Eastern European history professor. And then in parentheses, yes, I'm drunk now, by the way. I'm on my second double vodka tonic. And it's appropriate when we're talking about Russian things. Yes, it is. Eight. What good are ethics if you aren't alive to live by them? Yes, Red. What good are they when you're dead? Uh, nine. Hate the microbiologist. You don't call re- you don't call Red Ready Bear, bitch. Show some respect. <laughs> uh, ten. I agree that Red doesn't lie to Lizzie. He either avoids saying anything or he changes the subject or tells her just enough information to get by. See, Levi? She agrees with me. Yeah. You guys are probably right. Eleven. The biologist's info was interesting, made me think about the anti-vaxxers. Do we really get exposed to everything by age five? Hmm. Twelve. Still not sure how Lizzie became the carrier, but maybe you guys answered this in the podcast prior to reading this email. Um. Yeah, so Lizzie, we don't find out until... We don't find out until the next episode. Yeah, until the final episode. But the, you can see it like when like like you come to that realization. I came to that realization the instant they're like, he doesn't have it, and I'm like, oh, of course it's her because and and then then you know you work back and you realize that she ran into him. I didn't, yeah. So so that's yeah. Uh, number thirteen, Aram is the shit. Number fourteen, what did I tell you guys about young female Hill staffers? Looking at what senior staffers and congressmen write a passage. I forgot Cassie is a staffer. Cassie, I'm curious. I, 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 we should connect offline. I'm curious what your experience yeah. on the Hill. So then she, has, she says, finally, I'm no power player. Uh, my Hill life was 20 plus years. Because this is when I was like, oh, she's a power player. I'm no power player. Uh, my Hill life was 20 plus years ago when I was young, energetic, and idealistic. Now I'm middle-aged, lethargic, and sarcastic. So, Nate, feel free to harass me all you want, winky face. Keep up the good work, guys. Cassie M. Cassie, you just, you don't know what you just opened yourself up. You just opened up a Pandora's box. You have no idea what you just opened yourself up for. Harassment. No, you have no idea. (laughs) I, I, I will concur with Nate. You have no idea. Yeah. But thank you, Cassie. And if you, uh, listeners, if you once again, if you want to be like Cassie, send us an email at bjorkbrothers.com. Right? I will, I will send my personal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, my final point is, is Red's thing about... Um, I've only had the equivalent of like two cups of wine. That's because you're pouring it over ice. Right, but like, why, why, why did I almost give out my uh, email address? It's force a habit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of force of habit, so every morning, go ahead. I get to the office and I I say, "Hello, you've reached Levi Bjork's voice mailbox. I'll be in the office all day. If I do miss your call, please leave a message, and I'll get back in touch with you as soon as possible." Oh, yeah, and this is the date. Yeah. So I do that. Like I do a day of like, and if I'm gone or if I'm going to be in meetings, I adjust accordingly. Yeah. But sometimes I don't do that right away, and I call somebody else. And if first thing in the morning I call somebody else, this happened to me twice last week. Really embarrassing. I call somebody else's office, and I get their voicemail box. And I, my message literally is, Hello, you've reached Levi Bjork's voice. Never mind. I'm just calling. To- <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. That's hilarious. Happened to me twice this week. <laughs> this week. Not my. Not my. This is the first time it's happened, but it happened twice this week. You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, humiliating. That's awesome. No wonder they never call me back. <laughs> uh, oh, so the thing I wanted to talk about that I forgot to talk about earlier. I think I made mention of it one at, at in passing. Is Red's whole thing about how he's a sin eater and he takes on other people's... Yeah. I don't think that's universally true, but I think it's definitely true for his relationship with Lizzie. I don't think it's as true for him with anyone else, actually. But I think that's him and Lizzie. Yeah, I think it's just that. Yeah. But I thought it was compelling and an interesting thing. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Um, Do you have any final thoughts, brother? Um... I'm really interested in seeing what happens next season, and I want to. I, I I can't wait to see like how they handle, um, like Lizzie and Red being on the lam, and mm-hmm. is he gonna start like apprenticing her? In the ooh, maybe this is a big turning point, and she's turning. She's gonna quit the task force, turn to a life of quasi crime, yeah, slash gelantism, yeah. Or not. Maybe she'll be a, another informant to them. I mean, they already have like an FBI's most wanted. Like he's t- he's still in the FBI's most most wanted. Yeah. Like, yeah. So all they need is another. Yeah. But what if she gets another task force just for her, and the first task force doesn't know she's on that one? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Task force headed by Agent Navabi. Yeah. She, she's, she's been doing good work lately. They want to they want to put her on a fast track growth professional growth plan. Give her some more responsibilities. Give I her think, her own task force. Agreed. Agreed. It's only fair if they're giving wrestler his own task force. You know. Yeah. You got to employees equally. Otherwise, you 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 develop resentment. Yep. Develop resentment. We need to have, create opportunities for leadership to cultivate them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's they're going to leave rewarding. you. It's about rewarding employees, not punishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cultivate their skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. This is how you manage people. I think Navabi earned and deserves it. The question is whether she's poaching Aram. That could be an issue of contention. What do you mean if she's poaching Aram? Like stealing oh, is she going to take it, take him from yeah. that? Ta- take yeah. him from uh, Russell's task force for her task force. Yeah. Yeah, he would go with her. Yeah, I know if he given would. given the choice. Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, he totally would. He'd follow her anywhere. Mm-hmm. To the gates of hell. You're sexy no matter what you do. But just, just don't, don't get fat. Get fat. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of rubs his belly. That was so cute. Yeah. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right, um, all right. This has been the season finale of, of the Bjork Brothers. Bjork Brothers present the Blacklist. Uh, well, what a season! Thanks, what Fun a season! Thanks, Thanks for, for everyone listening. listening. Um, everyone for listening. This has been a twenty-two episode season. Another long ass season. Yeah. Yeah. Stick around for next uh, next next fall. Next fall or whenever it comes back. Oh, it'll start in the fall again. I think we'll take Probably. the summer off. Probably, if you miss us, um, there are other podcasts, and yeah. you know how to find them. You know how to find them. 
We don't need to spell everything out to you. Yeah, what are you? What? Yeah, what? We what? You expect us to spoon feed you? Yeah. It's time to take the training wheels off, listeners. Yeah. Figure it out. Look at gur- Google yourself. Yeah. Google yourself. Google yourself too. Yeah. Do it. All right. Learn some. All right. Bye. Bye. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplanes. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Light of a hurricane. This piece of jewel. Well, so you don't need. Don't be so near. Good work, brother. Good work, brother. Solid.